Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podside, everyone. This is Carlo, of course, and today it's just me and uh, old Chris over here. Uh, Chris, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm good, old Carlo. How are you? <laughs> I am young Carlo, sir. <laughs> I'll have you know. <laughs> old Carlo's my dad. No, no. Uh, <laughs> although I will say that um, sons and fathers do feature in our in our feature today, right? The Fury. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, was good. it 1979? Uh, 78, 78 i'm sorry 78 yes another de palma this is the second de palma that yeah. uh that we've t- we've uh talked about yeah my man de palma this was it, i find this interesting because so this was the next movie he made after carrie which was like the big huge like hit like career making hit mm-hmm. um and <laughs> that his next movie was also about kids with psychic powers <laughs> like that's that's wild yeah, I was gonna say that there's like a lot of um, a lot of very similar imagery. I was like, wait, I, I, for whatever reason, I thought this came before Carrie, but also no. like it's it's probably adapted from a book that wasn't quite as big a, a bestseller as Carrie was when it came out, right? Right. Um, so, so the Fury. I mean, this was adapted from a novel called uh, The Fury uh, by John Ferris and. Uh, I guess it's I haven't really looked it up very, very closely, but I'm going to guess it, it follows more or less the same structure. The thing that struck me as we were watching this uh, or as I was watching this, I should say, you watched it. I, we both watched it, but we watched it separately, <laughs> um, I should say. But uh, the thing that struck me about this is uh, it, it felt very, um, very slow at like and 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 let me explain that because mm-hmm. I, I sadly you know i i've i think all of us have have sort of been trained by more recent media uh talking about you mcu uh that that are these uh these sort of like th- movies that are like these weirdly like there's not a not a moment that something's not happening mm-hmm. and that makes it sound like this is boring, but it's not. I think no. it's, it's it's a question of like it, it, this. This lets lots of these scenes breathe. Yeah, and yeah. and you're a- allowed to feel certain things, and, mm-hmm. and there's like these weird tonal shifts too in mm-hmm. in the, in the entire movie. Yeah, uh, but, but go ahead. I, I get exactly what you're saying, Carla. Like it's it's just like the you know the the little bits of character development or you know scenes that don't have anything necessarily to do with the overarching plot are given, like you said, given time to breathe and are just in fact still in there. Like, uh, which is crazy because movies nowadays are longer than they would have been in the 70s. Uh, but like you know, on the whole, but like they still also 
seemingly don't have the time to do this kind of character work that a lot of mm. like even a, a, a you know a movie about psychic kids can do <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah no I, I totally get what you're saying like it, there is a definitely and it, it definitely takes there's a really exciting opening scene which i'm sure we'll get to but then like it does take a bit to get going again um mm. while we get to know the new because the, the the basically the protagonist kind of shifts like immediately right yep um there's the opening scene and then all of a sudden then we get to see the the the, the protagonist Right. And, and it's the type of thing, I feel like this is the type of structure that lends itself well to a movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if you started a, a written story with, with, like, this in media, almost an in media res type of, like, uh, sequence where you don't really know much about anyone there and you're like, well, why, why do I, you know, it's the age old questions. You know, right. Why do I care? Right. But, but the, the movie has such a, like the image and, and the moving image on the screen and, and the, the music and the audio and all that, you know, the sound design and all that mm-hmm. stuff sort of combines to sort of immerse you in this action sequence, which uh, starts out, uh, I believe they're they're somewhere in Israel on the beach. They are uh, indeed, yeah. Uh, uh, which is it was very weird timing watching putting this on and yep, and, you <laughs> yep. know, <laughs> definitely, definitely yeah. very. I felt very weird about all this. Also yeah. felt s- strange about uh, you know Kirk Douglas, who great mm. great leading well not leading man here really. Uh, it, it's really the 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 leading actor is uh, mm-hmm. none other than Amy Irving. Yes. Uh, who, who's pretty good in this. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, Kirk Douglas. Also, hey, all, uh, go ahead. she was also in Carrie from the previous year. That's right. That's right. Yes. You, you're, you're reminding me. She was the friend, right? Yes. The one who was trying to befriend Carrie and, yes. and things like that. Yeah. And so like both her, Amy Irving and Brian De Palma did two back to back psychic movies psychic kids movies I, I just think the coincidence of that like he he really ran a, like a very like uh risk of being typecast as well you know, yeah and and, she, and her as well right yes exactly <laughs> i'm imagining her as like talk, after this one's done talking to her agent get me out of these fucking psychic movies okay <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you're right. Kirk Douglas, you know, he's a great, he's a really great actor. There's no d- doubt about it, but he's also seemingly a horrible person or yes. was a horrible person. War, was a horrible person. Yes, yeah. definitely. So, you know, it, you know it is, many such yeah. cases. Yes, exactly. I mean, this is like, I think he's one of those, uh, one of those actors who sort of really straddled the line between like old Hollywood and, and, and newer Hollywood. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. apparently he was you know, like, <laughs> Not that it was great back then either, but yeah, he carried forward horrible traditions. Yes. Um, but anyway, so uh, we have uh, Kirk Douglas's Peter uh, and his son Robin. They're on the beach at, is in Israel somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, where where uh, you know Peter's talking to his uh, apparently his very shady, a uh, very shady looking mm-hmm. Nick Cassavetes. I just uh, John Nick, Cassavetes. I'm sorry, John. John Cassavetes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he looks so like he, you just look at him and immediately like, oh, this guy's the bad guy. <laughs> like, he's it's like, so just, just the yeah. way he parted his, his hair and everything exactly. is like, okay, no, yeah. never mind. You're the bad guy. I know you're the bad guy. Uh, I, I love John Cassavetes and, you know, his, his, the films he made for himself uh, and, and his like, you know, troop of actors, including his wife, Gina Rollins and his, and Peter Falk and stuff like that. There's some of the best films ever made, mm-hmm. but I also love Cassavetes in paycheck mode because he's, he 
still brings his like you know Cassavetti's intensity to it, but it, it's just to a totally different service than than his other stuff. Like it's just he's mm-hmm. just so intensely sleazy in this right off the bat. <laughs> See, it is it, it, it's amazing, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. he, he, the minute he's on screen, you realize he, your skin almost crawls because you're like. <laughs> This guy's the, this guy's gonna double cross him, and 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 that's exactly what happens. Like, uh, well, and he's also well, yeah, and he, but he's also trying to convince Kirk Douglas to like send his kid home with him. Like, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's Q on this one, huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, apparently, only the CIA is able to traffic kids. You know. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They they don't ever make that explicit, right? But he is definitely CIA. Yeah, and 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 to be clear, like when I when I finished watching this, I was like thinking to myself, it was like because this is also like that same period in time where we, we started getting these weird. You remember? Uh, maybe maybe you don't remember, but I definitely remember there was a bunch of weird, uh, like psychic powers in the service of like the government or spying. Uh, I mean, it's it's something that they sort of make fun of a little bit in uh, at the beginning of like Ghostbusters, right? Where mm-hmm. where we get a, a, that that same sort of like uh, looking at the um, the patterns on the little cards, the flashcards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get an earnest depiction of that here, but later on in the film, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it is very strange because also after I finished and as we were getting uh, ready for this, I was like. Damn, now that I think about it, is wasn't there, there there's a bunch of movies about this type of thing, right? Where there's a secret agent who has a psychic power or something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. the 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 one that uh immediately jumped to mind to me was like, oh wait, wasn't there one with Ben Kingsley where they were trying to find him? And it's like, what was near this? Was it patient zero? No, it's suspect zero. <laughs> mm. Where they were using uh was it remote viewing as remote a way view. as a way yeah. to influence people or something. Yes, I know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he'd gone rogue or, or maybe he was the original person that taught them that. I don't remember mm-hmm. right now. It, it's I don't think it was a great movie, to be honest with you. But anyway. <laughs> it's yeah, there's there's an interesting. Well, I mean, it also kind of comes back to because that's kind of like one of the side things of MK Ultra too, right? Um, in real life where mm-hmm. they were working on that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's. Um, like one of the things that uh, if we can digress briefly, right, uh, one of the things that is funny about um, something like the Manchurian Candidate, which mm-hmm. is uh, a, a, it's not exactly the same thing, but it is sort of like a scientific version of m- being able to mind control somebody. Yes, and exactly. If I remember correctly, part of the allure of this was the fact that um, when uh, during I think the, during the Korean War, the the uh, the troops that were caught, you know, captured by, uh, you know, the, the North Korean uh, factions and, you know, eventually would be made to read, you know, statements or whatever. And uh, people immediately, oh, they're 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 brainwashed. They brainwashed them. And the, the thing was, as I understand it, um, the intel. <laughs> The intel agencies here were all like, God damn it, they beat us to mind control. What the fuck? <laughs> and they, they sort of like decided that they were going to sort of invest and investigate that. Um, I'm not sure how much of that is sort of conspiratorial, but I, it, it sounds stupid enough to really make sense, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Damn it, we have a psychic gap. <laughs> we, can, we cannot allow somebody call Kreskin. <laughs> give him, give this man some cards. God damn it. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so yeah, like uh, as as we were leading up to, like there's an immediate attack. Uh, I think uh, one of the things that bears mentioning as well is that after. Um, I think he only uh, Cassavetti's character uh, doesn't ask him to send Robin with him uh, until uh, Peter basically demures from like, oh, you should come back, you know, come back into the agency right. and blah, blah, blah. He's like, ah, mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm retired. You know, I'm gonna, he's basically like he wants to go, you know, like live his life a little bit. And uh, mm-hmm. and immediately there's like a, a terrorist attack. And uh, guys on like Zodiac boats just storm the beach. Yes, yes. It seemed really weird to me because it, it felt like there was lots of friendly fire happening as well. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it was a false flag. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, yeah, like the you know everybody's in the cafe and uh, you know shooting the AKs and stuff like that, and um, you know lots of stuff blowing up on the beach and, and things like that. And and uh, he he's. He's able to survive, but like he's like it's assumed that he's dead because his his like he's he gets kidnapped basically by mm-hmm. the the fake terrorists and then the Zodiac blows up. Yeah. So uh, Peter or not Peter, um, Peter is Kirk Douglas. The John Cassavetes character and uh, Peter's son are kind of like, oh no, he's dead, and and then I guess he gets the son away somewhere. But then Kirk Douglas is not actually dead. Instead, he he sees what's what uh, Cassavetes is doing, so he shoots at him, and he shoots his arm off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. he he sees he, before he uh, bef- before he leaves on the boat, uh, he sees Cassavetes uh, sort of like confiding in because he'd noticed a guy, and initially I thought he was uh, holding like an RPG launcher, mm. mm-hmm. uh, but it, he's holding a camera. Like he's filming mm. this, right? Oh, right. Yeah. And then uh, Casavetti's sort of we. The next thing we see is Casavetti's up on that same rooftop next to the camera guy, uh, sort of sidling up to him, and and they're they're talking in a way that obviously shows that they're sort of like they know each other, or at least they're in you know they're they're working together in some way, shape, or form, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where Kirk Douglas is like, oh, he grabs like a a, a, a dead guy's AK or whatever. And just like shoots, it shoots up wildly, mm-hmm. uh, and sh- like you said, shoots his arm off, <laughs> runs off into one of the Zodiac boats, like overpowers the two guys that are like manning it, and uh, and then goes off, and that's where I believe they they shoot. It's I'm assuming they shoot shot the tank or there was gasoline on the boat. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It just blows up out in the water and and Robin sees it and like, you know, like shrieks and yells and cries. But they they sort of hustle, hustle off. <laughs> End of scene. <laughs> then, we, <laughs> then we open with like it, it is interesting, right? When you do these fade outs, how sometimes I guess it's the the sort of like putting a very different type of uh setting alongside like an action sequence always makes mm-hmm. it feel like lots of time has passed yes yeah you know that's a good point yeah because there's doesn't it's not like a fade or anything right like it kind of just 
it's just a regular cut. And but yeah, it still feels like it. It, it almost feels like there's like you know like sometime later like type of mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. on or something like that. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, and and <laughs> I was just thinking that, like, in a more modern movie, they would ab- absolutely put a Chiron up there. Oh, yeah. Because, oh. <laughs> you know, you can't trust the audience nowadays to understand. Well, I mean, they're going to be on their damn phones, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah, uh, I mean... It, I, I we joke, but like honestly, now that I think about it, I, like I, I made that as a joke, but honestly, I think that most uh, most places that are making movies these days are actually taking into consideration people not going to the movies to see this; they're going to watch mm. it at home. <laughs> oh. oh boy! Yeah, I mean, but unfortunately, you, yeah, you you know that this is probably some discussion that somebody had, and it was like, well, no, no, you got to make it make it really clear to them because you know the people of the the audience at home is going to it's like this movie hasn't even been released in theaters, yeah, but it's going to be released in video. So exactly, yeah. Um, I, I I yeah, I think I'm pretty sure there was an article that suggested that very thing, like somebody like pitching to Netflix or something like that, and they basically. All but said, let's also consider people who are just looking at their phone the entire time. <laughs> Something along those lines. Well, so, I mean, it's, you're, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is it is weird because it is like a self fulfilling prophecy. Because if you you let yourself just do that, you end up making a boring movie, and then it makes people want to take out their phones. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, this is not really a boring movie. Uh, like I, I, I was sort of like very fascinated with like the the change up because like what is it we get Amy Irving we're following them down like a boardwalk or along the beach in obviously a different beach. Um, yeah, she's talking I mean, to a friend of hers or something. It's supposed to be Chicago, but it feels definitely like very Southern California. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is supposed to be Chicago, and like I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not any expert, but yeah, it, you're absolutely correct. It, the vibe felt very different, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. But uh, we we notice right away that uh, that, that an old <laughs> a returning champ to the De Palma uh, <laughs> cannon uh, is is tailing them, uh, and it's none yes. other than uh, what is it his what is his name uh, uh, William Finn, fin- William Finney, Finney? Uh, yeah Finney Finney and uh, he is Finley yeah William Finley, Finley. sorry my bad Finley yeah I mean he, he's got the, the he's got the, the, the right name for it. The Phantom himself. The Phantom himself, except this time, no mask. Also looking no. very disheveled. <laughs> yes, he he looks just as crazy. Yes, um, which is like kind of his like he he does that very well. Yeah. He plays that he plays that kind of crazy guy a, a lot, um, and he's like tailing them because he also he he can hear her. So it turns out Amy Irving is psychic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she f- discovers this because she can hear his thoughts. Yeah, right, right. She she hears like uh, what is it? His name is uh, Raymond Dunwicky or something like that. There's some weird ass stupid yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I mean that that you know it's it's probably a, a, an existing name somewhere, but like honestly, it, it is sort of like almost like a, a novel name, right? <laughs> Dun, Dunwicky. Oh, yes. Of the Chicago Dunwickies. Um, uh, but yeah, like like it feels like he's like a, almost like a like one of the uh, agency's failed experiments. Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. Right. Uh, and and or at least that he's like, um, you know, just not quite as powerful, uh, really. So he he sort of like it feels like he prods her like he sends he he sends out his name to just see if she reacts and 
like he's the I guess the psychic Judas goat or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, and he's like at a payphone, and he's asking for money, and uh, you know, uh, it is very like it starts to, it starts to really show immediately that there's like lots of surveillance happening. Yes, which is of course uh, one of the Palmas' like pet obsessions uh, is surveillance and and um, any sort of voyeurism type stuff, um, and so so you know a creepy dude watching two teenagers walk down the boardwalk is in their, you know, yeah, in their bikinis. Very, let's, yeah, let's not par for the course. Yes. Well, exactly. Yeah. Par for the course in, in a uh, De Palma film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like there, there is like a weird um, now that you mention it, like throughout the movie, there's a, this weird um, like psychosexual tension, like perhaps yes. even a psychic sexual tension. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but but yeah, like like somehow um, I feel like this 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 movie like De Palma really does sort of I don't know if he nails it, but he gets really close to like that feeling of when you're like a teenager just on the verge of becoming an adult and like everything's like fucking out of control, like mm-hmm. uh, and and sort of reifying that metaphor into psychic powers feels uh, I mean it's worked for the X-Men for so many <laughs> several decades already so <laughs> well yeah and, and I think it's interesting because you know Carrie the, the psychic stuff kind of went along with like you know a kind of late blossoming puberty type of thing mm-hmm. and developing you know and you know and and sort of not de- not developing into your sexuality so long, but just just becoming aware of mm-hmm. it and the fact that you're not, you know, the, all, all the stuff that Carrie goes through, like, you know, her first period and all, all that kind of things. And this, it, like you said, it feels more uh, like the shift from, you know, the mental shift from kid to adult um, ver- versus like any sort of actual physical process. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's like, yeah, it, it's exactly that. It's like it, it's like you're you're coming into your own and like the mm-hmm. psychic powers here sort of augment that in a certain way like thematically uh the the idea that you as an adult (laughs) in the imperial core can hurt someone (laughs) yeah uh by thinking something uh is i I don't know it's it it has a certain a certain Mm -hmm. allure to it you know it's something that makes that tickles the brain in a certain way i guess yeah uh, but uh, in any case, we get like uh, <laughs> we get them going back to school, and it turns out that they're they're doing like these weird tests. We even get uh, uh, like uh, what is it? Her, her name is Snodgrass. Um, oh, the actress, yeah, Carrie, Carrie Snodgrass. Snodgrass. Yes, she um, she is uh, she's very good in this, but um, she's. I, she's. I think my favorite performance of hers is from Diary of a Mad Housewife, the the Frank Perry movie. Hmm. Um, she's really, really excellent in that. I mean, she she really almost steals the show in this, right? Because like, yeah, because she she's kind of like the concerned, um, you know, involved uh, teacher at this this academy. Hmm. Like, it, it, and it is funny because it is almost like you know, it's kind of like a all psychic 
version of the you know Xavier school. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly right. Uh, because she she is uh, a, we we learn later that she is attached to uh, <laughs> the what is it? the Paragon Institute, but it, it, it yeah. it's it's also like its initials are like what is it PSI, which is I just PSI, I just yeah. find it very funny because it's like oh oh psi powers oh yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> just hiding in plain sight are we? Uh, yep. <laughs> also like uh you know like on the one hand yes for sure like uh a a, a quasi governmental agency they're all going to love their little anagrams that spell out certain cutesy phrases or whatever oh yeah but at the yep. same time like we know we know that this place like it's probably at this point like in in modern day this would be like a run by like some some subdivision of i don't know like raytheon or something it would be called like yeah. something very uh very innocuous like you know mm-hmm. you know the yes the uh you know the williamson group or something yes, who knows exactly. yeah, a, yeah or yeah that says nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah Anyway, uh, I, I did find it very funny that uh, she's the one that is actually uh, do, conducting like the initial, um, what is it, what's the demonstration? She's demonstrating like she's running this little toy train using her mind. She's mm-hmm. got these little uh, contact nodes on her on her forehead and whatnot. And, uh, yeah. and so Amy Irving's character, and she's, I should call her by her name, Gillian. Uh, yeah is sort of hooked up to the to the nodes and like you she's really good at sort of like giving you like that blank face that you get when like when you your eyes go distant and you're thinking of something else yes yeah yeah. it's a really great shot because they they slowly they, i, I rem, if i'm remembering correctly they slowly as you see the the train start to really start picking up speed and going faster and faster they do a slow pan in uh, I zoom in on her face and she's just like completely there's nobody home. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they, it almost feels like they gave her something to dilate her, her, her pupils and everything too. Uh, which, mm-hmm. which is something that happens a couple times throughout the movie where after she's done like a psychic thing, like her, uh, her pupils look like super large and maybe they just got her high. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah, also, yeah, that's I mean, definitely not beyond the realm of. Yeah, this is here. 70s cinema, baby. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but, but yeah, like I, I love that we get a very, very young Daryl Hannah. Yes. So, so, yes, she's very young in this. It's it's, it's um, very funny because, or coincidental. So, um, Carrie Snodgrass uh, at this time was uh, in a relationship and and had a child with Neil Young. Mm. Later on, current like currently, right now, Neil Young is married to Daryl Hannah. <laughs> that is very strange. Yeah. So two two of Neil Young's you know current and ex uh, partners are in this movie. Well, and she uh, he survived uh, Stodgrist too, right? Because she she I'm just looking here and she, she, she died pretty young. Damn, she did. Yeah, yeah, yep. Damn, but they they weren't together at that time. I don't. Believe. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, she was waiting for a liver transplant and died of heart failure as a result. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Yeah, awful. Well, I mean, she's, I mean, honestly, uh, she is really good in this. Snodgrass is. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she, and she, yeah, she plays a nurse at the Institute and who's also 
like had an existing relationship with with Peter. Um, yeah, with with uh, Kirk Douglas, which is that that's a that is a big uh, you know coincidence that. <laughs> But whatever, we'll go yeah, with it. I mean, I think later on, uh, he it 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 seems like Peter had been uh, sort of like had basically cased her, right? He had scoped her out mm-hmm. to to scam her, mm-hmm. and and like honestly, like it started out as like a scam, and it it looks like he caught some feelings uh, about it or something. Yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe. Who knows with these reptilian ass <laughs> agents? <laughs> not, not uh, to be clear, everyone out there, they're, they're not actually reptilian. Just they have tendencies right. <laughs> for being cold blooded. Uh, but anyway, uh, so we get that. We get uh, we we also get a scene with her mom, who uh, after they she's told that um, that Gillian has like these powers, they want to transfer her to like a uh, a. Sp- a special facility uh, further out in the, you know, further out from the city or whatever, uh, which mm-hmm. is, I, I believe that is in fact, you know, the Paragon Institute, but like a, like a different area. That's not like headquarters or whatever, or maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. We only see the one place. Well, well, yeah. So I think it's the, you know, the Paragon. And then the, the next one would have been like the actual like psi controlled um, Institute. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the pressure for the pressure per square inch institute of course that's right yeah um but yeah like uh it, as things progress and she gets transferred there she has like a a mm-hmm. bit of a falling out with her mom because her mom yes f- forces her to go there um yes and she doesn't really yeah, want and, to and, well because well jilly like part of jillian's powers as they manifest is that like nobody can really touch her because they, it like um, it's almost like the, you know, kind of to, to go with the X-Men stuff. It's more like kind of like rogue type mm-hmm. of stuff where like touching her is very harmful to people. Like it will, they, you know, they just start uh, like hemorrhaging blood out of, uh, yes. out of their skin and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, and it's, it's pretty grody, Yeah. It gets goopy. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. So she forces her to go, go here and stuff like that. Um, she also Jillian also starts getting visions of Robin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, being being basically like put through all sorts of bad experiments and stuff like that by the institute. Yeah, I, I the 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 sequence like she initially has a sequence where we get uh was it um uh, oh what's his name uh Brian Durning. Charles Charlie. Durning, oh, yes, the the amazing Charles, Charles Durning. Durning. What, what a, what a, uh, yeah. Yes, also, uh, you know, in, in about five years, he'll also be. Uh, isn't he uh, Baron Harkonnen? <laughs> Is he what? Was he Baron Harkonnen, or am I am I confusing him with another? No, no, that was that was that wasn't him. Um, no, you're right. No, that was that would have been somebody no, else. You're right. But you're right. Um, he's 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 in so much so much awesome stuff he he was actually i think i in fact i think while i was watching this movie i was so inspired by his by him i was just uh texted or not texted rather but tweeted rather that like you know thank god we like you know for charles Durning because he's just he's just whenever he shows up you know it's just going to be a fantastic performance like just one of those classic character actor kind of guys Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I, I see. I see why I get. I got confused. Kenneth McMillan does actually have a little. Does have a little resemblance. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I could. Talk, I, I. I see exactly why you 
what you thought yeah. that. Anyway, uh, yeah, but Durning is great. Uh, he's he's mm-hmm. one of these, um, he feels like he's like uh, Hollywood duct tape. Cause, cause you can put him anywhere and I, he's, he's been in, I am certain that there are countless shows, movies that I've seen that he's in them. And I just do not remember all of them because he sort of mm-hmm. like blends in with the, with the scenery. Almost. Yeah. 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 One, one of my favorite um, roles of his is Pappy McDaniel in Oh Brother Where Art Thou, where he's like the the radio guy who who is like running for for um whatever office that the boys stumble upon you're gonna, you're gonna, you're you're telling you're basically reminding me that i should i should sit down i i need to do like a full coen brothers uh filmography or something someday oh yeah yes uh, but yeah like uh, that that is one that has been on my radar i just haven't really gotten around to it yet all right. Yeah. Go for anyway, it. yeah. Go ahead. We'll, we'll we'll figure out a way to get one of them on the pod too. Yeah, we'll we'll, to... we'll figure something out. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah. Um, so so uh, she she's uh he's the director of the special school because it's it's almost presented like it's a school, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it seems like it's kind of like a, you know a a, a what are they called like not sleep away but like um a boarding school. Boarding school. That thank you. I could not think of that word for a second. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is like a boarding school. And she, he grabs her hand, and that's where she gets the first vision of like uh, Robin, uh, which is like it, it is great because um, you immediately know it's a vision uh, mm-hmm. because it's she looks down like they're on a staircase, and it's brightly lit, and when she sort of like looks at like the the shot goes from his hand where it looks like she's clenching it and there's like a little bl- blood and it's not apparent yet what's happening because it, it you you're, you're confused you're like well maybe she's scratching him and then she looks down this downward and the staircase is now like the hallway below her is now all dark it's yes. really it's really a great effect uh, I gotta admit like it it conveys exactly what it's trying to do just perfectly right you just get mm-hmm. get to see like this dark hallway and robin sort of like stumbling his way you know like running stumbles over some furniture or a table or something and then you know like basically she gets a flash of that and then suddenly we cut back and you know charles Durning's holding his hand and it's just like <laughs> streaming blood out of it yeah and you're like what the hell happened <laughs> uh it's it's really good and it's not really explained like you know like like in the movie no one turns around as oh her psychometric power is she can make blood vessels hemorrhage uh we just get to see it yes and then later on we see it again uh which also has a great little uh sequence uh with uh, i don't know how they how exactly they did it it looks like it's a, like an in-camera effect where she sees like the vision and reflected on the glass table she's looking at oh yeah yeah that was yeah, good that is that is really cool and I, I don't know yeah i don't know i guess other than just like doing a yeah some sort of in-camera you know reflective type stuff but yeah that that's a really neat effect yeah and uh that that one's a little bit more involved because now it's like he's in like a, a weird like uh, control cabin like you know a bunch of tvs and they, they mm. want to show him like they're they're trying it looks like they're trying to rev his 
jumpstart his powers by showing him like his dad dying again. Yes, yes, yeah. They, it's it's very so it calls to mind. Well, first of all, the surveillance, like the, all the video stuff, like that is is you know again leaning into the Palmas like surveillance type stuff. Um, but then also, yeah, it, it reminded me of uh, you know to go not to go like um, you know really kind of classic. The, the science fiction brainwashing room is always such a, a, a cool scene, like whether it be like, you know, uh, Clockwork Orange with the Ludovico mm-hmm. technique or or uh, even Lost with that room 23 or whatever it was called. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. Which um, which one but, which one was was that the that wasn't the hatch, right? No, it was the once it they was, found uh, that one the, station, the pearl, the pearl, right? The pearl where the, uh, no, they're. The per- was because I know that there's there I I think I know what you're talking about because there was like that station where it was like all these monitors and they were mm-hmm. supposed to jot down other well, so that's but I'm talking about the the run room where they were playing like the random it's like the you know like the the brainwashing kind of hmm. um video um I can't and like uh, Walt ended up there at some point um anyway it's lost all good. A, yeah we're, we 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 keep talking around lost we, we, one we of these days it. we should probably do it and yep. and probably we're we're, we're probably going to uh have words chris yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after a certain season i guess yeah yeah it's all good it's all in good fun uh <laughs> but in any case uh yeah like like i i the her her poor uh i guess her assistant her uh, what would you call that? Monitor, uh, chaperone, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I'm not entirely yeah. sure what her role was, but she's like, just you know, like sitting next to her on the table, and she grabs her hand, and like when she looks up after she sees like this entire like it's a it's a dark cabin where they're they're showing uh, Robin like footage, the footage that they filmed of of the entire uh, terrorist attack and him getting kidnapped and and his father dying and the explosion and all that good stuff and then she comes back to it and the chaperone is just like streaming blood out of her eyes her nose well actually i forgot to mention that at that um when we were talking about uh, a very young daryl hannah she's like at the cafeteria and uh it that's the first time we get to see like her like actually affecting someone with her power um Mm -hmm. Which you know is one of her one of her classmates is just being a, a total asshole to her, and she's like, uh, she just scoops like random info, I guess, off the top of her head. You know, is like, oh, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be so nervous about being pregnant and blah blah. blah. And then she starts bleeding, like the 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 asshole uh, colleague or whatever or, or student uh, is is just like starts nose bleeding. It's. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten that that sort of like slowly starts the the escalation of her power, right? And then we end oh, yeah, with this. Yeah. She, well, because so like it, it's the it's you know it's the um you know the, the this two sided every you know swords have two sides, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like uh, they want her to increase and control her powers, but doing so also gives her freer reign, you know, more more agency to do that. Um, with her own agenda. Well, and and as we as we learn, uh, you know, once we 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 get back to Robin, uh, as we learn, the problem with that is that it just basically it shatters 
uh, you know, like it just shatters any type of like humanity that the the subject has, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, yeah, like yeah. you you're, you've de- you've developed like basically a moral weapon who who happens to be person shaped, you know? <laughs> exactly. Um. So so yeah, it, it, that becomes a problem, and and you know, I I guess we could we could you could criticize that you know like okay, so Amy because she's a woman, she is more sort of like um well actually i don't know if it's if that's really a criticism it it feels it feels like it's like that weird um dichotomy of like oh like you know women are more intuitive and men are more logical but that mm. i don't i don't feel like that's a criticism that you can lo- uh, really level here i think it's just simply the way i read it is that if you are a woman coming of age um, you know, and, and coming into basically sexual matu- maturity as well as be- becoming an adult, you mm-hmm. you learn caution. Yeah, right. Yeah, you have uh, to. Yeah. You have to. It's just a it's just a, a, a coping mechanism and a survival technique. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so you know, I was going to say one thing, and then I, I I actually argued with myself. See, <laughs> convinced myself that I was wrong. Uh, you didn't need to step in, Chris. <laughs> you got it. You can you can do these all by yourself anyway. <laughs> Just start arguing with myself. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but but like I think that that's uh, we're we're joking about it. But that's actually sort of what happens to Robin. Like he has like a psychotic break eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. He. I, I mean. Yeah. And because the, you know they're they're putting him through all this stress and and you know dealing with you know all that kind of stuff. Well, and and apart from that, like as we start to see his situation, uh, like he's dressed in a way that denotes adulthood, right? He's dressed in a full suit with tie, and he's so adult that they've hooked him up with like an older woman and everything. Like they're they're grooming him, like legitimately grooming him. Yeah, like yeah, like not kidding, grooming. Yeah, uh, yeah, and- because he, he he gets this like crazy attachment to her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's like super jealous and Mm -hmm. like, but, but, you know, again, this is something that if, if, like, if he'd been allowed to sort of uh, mature on his own without being prodded and, and obviously, you know, like shaped by these uh, goons, Mm -hmm. he he might've turned out okay. You know, Mm -hmm. who knows? There was, it seems like there was always something there in him like that, that, um, that ambition because there is that um, speaking of like a, a small scene that is not, it doesn't seem to really uh, inform the plot a lot, but it's like this little story that uh, when, when Peter finally uh, manages to activate um, uh, what's her name? Hester, uh, mm-hmm. the, the nurse uh, basically, you know, they managed to, uh, pretend like they they she instructs uh, Gillian to pretend that she's taken her meds quote unquote uh, yes. they're, they're actually just tranquilizers to keep her asleep and sedated mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, overnight and uh, in any case she says you know just pretend that you took them and then if anyone asks tell them that you took them uh, you know and blah blah and act you know act like you've taken them you remember how that blah blah and it is very funny because like the next morning uh, I was like trying to figure out what they were giving her for breakfast because it looked like like she was treating it like it was a bowl of hot soup <laughs> but it was like a bowl of water and you're like 
what what is happening? <laughs> uh, and she's like acting all sort of like slow and like just very sedated, you know, yeah. like acting very you know, like just hamming it up. Right. And uh, mm. she waits for a moment and just breaks out and starts running barefoot down the street. And that's, uh, you know, sadly, Hester uh, runs after her. And uh, as a result, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Peter's waiting out there waiting for for the other agents who are watching uh, the the entrance to the school uh, just in case. Uh, right. And he basically shoots, a, uh, shoots like three of them, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shoots them dead. And as a result of him shooting one of the guys that was pursuing her in the car, was pursuing Gillian in the car, I should say. Yes. Um, the car veers off and just plows through Hester. <laughs> yeah. She, that was bad, man. Oh, Ben. Yeah, she's yeah, she dies. She dies bad. Yeah, it's um, not good. And, and uh, like just blood streaming everywhere. But in this time in a different context, right? Not psychic. Right. No. Yeah. 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 Real. But but yeah, like they, they get on a bus to escape. And uh, there's that little story that he tells her that Peter tells Gillian about his son, like the the swimming story was like they they did like a swimming competition. He's like, oh, I'll do 10 laps and see who won. And you know, yeah, like, yeah. And uh, he beats his dad and his dad's like, no, no, I won. I won. He, uh, he tries to uh, big dick him, you know, and he's like, well, we'll do 20 laps this time. And and, and he's like, look, I was dead tired. Uh, I could barely drag myself out of the pool. He's like, OK, never mind. You won. So I, I think it's one of those little stories that feels like a throwaway, but it also informs just how sort of like ambitious and power. like he wanted to be good at everything. Mm hmm. Uh, Robin did and so yes. it's it's easy to to push that button in him right exactly yeah right it's dare I say it's he's he's a you know it's a gifted kid syndrome oh no not gifted <laughs> kid discourse Chris <laughs> my dad sent me to a boarding school where they use my mind powers <laughs> ruined for life um, but anyway uh yeah so so i mean there's a there's a little scene where like he tries to ditch her because he's 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 he like actually breaks down like i i mentioned earlier that he caught feelings for hester uh he he does break down like just like breaks down and sobs because she's mm -hmm. dead you know yeah uh, after he sort of admits that yeah like he he conned her and he knew that he was gonna get her killed the minute he said hi to her uh and so on and so forth. But, you know, like it, it doesn't feel like it feels like he, he got invested, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so he decides, you know, after that, he she, you know, Gillian wakes up and he she's alone on the bus and is taking off. And she looks out the back and he's walking away and she she runs out and like he's trying to ditch her because he's like, no, everyone tries. Yeah, everyone around me dies. And she's yeah. like. And she's like, basically, they're the the greatest couple, uh, the the greatest pairing ever because uh, yeah, everyone around her gets hurt, so <laughs> yeah, exactly might as well go for broke, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so they they decide after after all, they decide to go after Robin and uh, together, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, well, and meanwhile, he he's kind of like he kind of gets out, right? And he ends up at. 
uh, an amusement park. Oh, right. He's at the mall or whatever. So it's called Old Chicago, which is something I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated. It's the, it was a defunct shopping mall and indoor amusement park mm-hmm. yeah. in Chicago. Um, and it looks it has like Ferris wheel, roller coasters. Um, and it looks like it, they made it look like the um, 1893 Columbian Exposition mm. uh, in Chicago. So it's like it's it's just really it's kind of just really bizarre looking. And but like uh, <laughs> like there, there was like like uh, it's funny because like we apparently Robin ended up not not on purpose taking out the entire uh, like an entire brown branch of the crown princes of so- of sound <laughs> yeah well he he goes yeah he he goes nuts and and they're on um what like a tilt tilt a whirl i think it's what yeah. it's called right yeah exactly um and he just like lets the pin out and they go flying they go <laughs> they take <laughs> well they they go flying and end up on uh, landing on the same table that their their other uh <laughs> yeah the, their other guy their friends are are sitting yeah. at yeah. It's just it's 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 terrible, but it's also sort of funny. It is, yes. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> these apps are are taking a long time to get here. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, and and he's uh, I I thought that he was like on an outing to blow off steam because like he'd gotten like into a a, a tiff with uh, his. His uh, his handler slash groomer uh, was it Doctor Susan Charles? Yep, yep. And uh, he just gets like super. Oh, that's right. She's she's talking at a bar, and there's two guys there. Yeah. Uh, and and she's drinking, and I guess he maybe he's not old enough to drink, or who who knows? Anyway, the point is he gets like super jealous, and that's what he lashes out at these poor yep. poor dopes on the tilt a whirl. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, uh, Robin's the reason that, that 9-11 happened, you know? <laughs> the real reason. <laughs> they got back at him. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, by the time they get there, like, Robin is, like, full-on psycho mode, man. Yes, but you mean by the time Peter and Gillian Yeah, Peter and Gillian do, yeah. They get to the institute. Yeah, they he he's like completely off the rails. Yeah, like he he locks the door and has he wants to have a quote talk with Susan about yeah. the incident, and then like he basically just like uh, uses his mind powers to uh, raise her up and then start making blood stream out of her and then he tilts a whirls her and blood goes streaming everywhere it's really it's really fucking weird and gross and you're like oh my god what is he doing it's 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 really it, it really is sort of funny and awful and shocking at the same time I mean, I guess that's a, that's another De Palma, uh, you know, stamp of approval type of thing, well, right? It, it is, yeah. It's an imprimatur. Like yeah, he 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 often he often com- combines or makes these like scenes of kind of like over the top violence that like are sort of know, absurd and funny. Yes, exactly. Where like you know they're not. You know they're not comedy set pieces, but they're they are like have this like really dark, mm-hmm. you know, absurdist absurd of ah, excuse me, mm-hmm. absurdism to them. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and this is one of those sequences where you're like, wait, what? What? Why is he? Why? <laughs> why is he doing this? I mean, I guess because he can, right? Uh, it's basically yeah. what it boils down to. At well, this exactly. Point. Yeah. And he's also, you know, he's an unstable kid who's, you know, as far as he knows, his dad is dead. And, uh, you know, he's been going through all this stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is that when Peter finally does actually uh, try to save him, because, like, he, he ends up in the same room. Uh, I forget exactly. There, there's a lot of uh, running around hallways, dim dim or, or and or dark hallways. Yeah. Uh, to, to get to him. And when he gets there, doesn't he? I, I, I may be misremembering, but doesn't uh, Robin freak out and think that he's not real or something? Like, I mean, yeah. that, that makes sense. Yeah, and he jumps out a window then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He jumps out the window and it's like uh, one of these gabled uh, rooms, right? Uh, where where the, the I'm sorry, the, the, the window is gabled. So it leads straight out onto uh, the roof. And, uh, you know, like Peter jumps out like behind him because he, he's he's like hanging off the edge of the roof. Uh, and Peter himself is like slipping on the slates, uh, you know, the slate tops there. And yeah. um, and it's so wild to me that like, he, you know, Robin is at this point is so just far gone that he's like, no, give me your other hand. I can help. I, I can raise you up. And, and he could, you know, he he would have saved him. But uh, Robin just reaches out and just like claws his cheek open. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and lets go and just lets himself fall and he dies. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, he he falls down to the ground and he doesn't die immediately. And but uh, we, we don't find that out until after uh, Peter, totally distraught, uh, looks down and then just also just decides, well, fuck it. I'm going to let myself yeah. fall too. fuck it. Yeah. Uh, which is yeah. Which I you know, I have that was the biggest shock. I, I, I did not, you know. I didn't see pers uh, Peter like dying doesn't isn't a typical I would say uh, you know yeah kind of yeah story like this. I mean uh, on the other hand like the more I think about it you know apart from being an emotional uh, thing it could have also just been very pragmatic like he's in he's he's jumped back into the mouth of the wolf right uh, yeah, that's true yeah you know if you're if you're still alive the wolf can then do you know do stuff. <laughs> bring you back uh so to speak and he didn't want that like you know from the beginning of the movie he didn't want to go back to the to the agency right. uh so maybe it's best he he did that right uh yeah, probably i mean for, i don't know that he was thinking about all that but also maybe he was i don't know uh the the point is that uh you know that gillian is there uh she notices that uh P, that I'm sorry, not Peter. Robin is still sort of slightly alive. And he uh, in a uh, this is the most sort of sci fi schlocky scene, but it's great. Yeah. It's so oh, good. Yes. I love it. Yes. <laughs> like his eyes, like like obviously they've overlaid some, you know, blue white light over his eyes. And it, mm -hmm. and it looks like he's sending out his power to her and then her eyes shine the same way. And you're like, Oh, okay, yes. there we go. She's got yeah. it. Yep. He, so he, yeah, he kind of like his, you know, power and, you know, mastery of whatever 
you know, he's passed on to her. Mm-hmm. Well, and <laughs> Which, so now, so, yeah. so this is something now that you, we, we've, we've talked about Carrie. This is something that is in the book, Carrie, uh, very much so. Uh, it's, it's also one of the most, uh, have you ever read it, uh, Chris? I have, but it's been a while. It's been a while. Well, the, the moment that, um, her friend is like holding her hand as she's like slowly dying, mm-hmm. uh, she feels like Carrie's, uh, psyche, just like, like a drowning woman, just like grabs a hold of her. And, uh, they, they're both sort of like, I, if I remember correctly, it's basically, she could feel, uh, she could feel herself like a candle flame, just like being sucked into this giant vortex of like dark, dark and more dark. And it's just like dragging her down. And she's like, no, <laughs> mm. because the 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 thing here is that uh, in Carrie, it feels like she's just sort of like, um, tr- you know, trying to make that connection uh, even in death. And she would have pulled her down with her here. Oh, yeah. It's slightly different, right? It's it's mm-hmm. this imparting of. Uh, like his psyche, like what he knows. Right. Right. Uh, which we get in the next scene. Uh, obviously, in the next scene, we, we find out that, yes, indeed, she did get everything that he knows because yep. <laughs> John Cassavetti shows up even more sleazy than before. <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah. This it's it's yeah. He he. Yes. He attempts to kiss her uh, and she. <laughs> Gets finally like gets mad, and then she blows him the fuck up. Well, she kisses him back and gets the, gets the ball started on the <laughs> bleeding from every orifice before yes, she yes. like he starts like vibrating. <laughs> and, yeah, and and dude, that that effect was so gross. <laughs> I loved yeah, it. Yeah, it's 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 great because like he like explode explodes from the inside out. And yes. you can like see it happening. Yeah, it's it, oh. lo- lots of red meaty chunks. Yeah, it's awesome. It it, it ruled, man. <laughs> so so let me ask you this, Chris. Uh, I mean, this is that one was a real visceral effect and made with practical yeah. effects. How do you? Uh, let me ask you. Now that you've seen this one and you saw the the scene where uh, Charlotte Copley got his face blown off in Elysium, <laughs> <laughs> which, which one do you like better? <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a tough one. It's a tough one, isn't it? It is a tough I mean, one. I, I I think that they're both very visceral. I I I tend to think that this one affects me more. There's something about the practical effects, like it feels weighty. I don't yes, know. it it really does, and I think the fact that it's like John Cassavetes, the the mast, you know, the the king of like the you know relatively subdued uh, indie film before there was an indie film. Uh, it, it makes it even you know better <laughs> that it's just well also like it's just cathartic to see this this fucking slime ball just oh, finally yes. get get what's what he should have been it should have been coming to him since the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. yeah, exactly uh yeah man um so i i have to admit like so this was one of the few i only have a handful of the palma movies i have yet to see and this was one that i was kind of putting off because I was like, oh, well, you don't hear much about it. And I'm like, uh, and, you know, it's another psychic movie and Carrie is so good. I'm like, I don't know. But I had such a blast with this film. I, I really it's it's like just operates at this heightened level. And mm-hmm. it's just so much fun. 
Well, it, it feels very much like he's he's figured out how to make that like like he was still figuring out how to make that type of movie and carry, and mm-hmm. now he's perfected it. Mm-hmm. And you know, like by then, by now, he's probably just like, okay, got to got to move on from like the <laughs> psychic kids thing because yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like like it, it, this is a lot of uh, it, it feels very. Um, it feels slicker than it actually ends up being, mm. if you know what I mean. Like I do, this yeah. is honestly, this is almost schlock. But part of what sells it is this, uh, this sort of like seventies um, era affluence that all these people come from, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it makes it feel. I feel. I feel like it makes it feel almost like slicker than it should be. Because if this was just like some weird uh, sort of middle class drama, it wouldn't. It would. It would almost be ugly. Yeah. Like, in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it's it's weird. I, I, I'm. Yeah, but but yeah, th- like honestly, this was a lot of fun. It, it's what two hours or something like that. It doesn't it, feel it, like two hours. It, it doesn't. No, I, I, I the, the it goes by quick. Like, like you said, just despite some of the pacing, um, it's not a bad pacing. Like it's it's just at, par- at parts it takes a little bit to get going, but once mm-hmm. it does, man, it goes. Well, and, and I think that it it wisely tries to because we don't get like any psychic stuff until like more than 20 minutes into the movie, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, like for like that's really like for a modern sort of audience that's sort of risky because he wants to get you involved in like the like the the emotional life of these people a little bit before before the the psychic stuff comes out because the psychic stuff is an extension of the emotional part. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I mean, and and that and, and in conclusion, this is why the Empire Strikes Back is always going to win over the Last Jedi. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we're not going to open that can up again. Come on. Anyway, uh, Chris, I think we got to the end of the movie. If uh, unless I missed anything that uh, stood out to you, any specific scene that you wanted to showcase, highlight, what have you. No, I, I think that's that's pretty much it. it it's a it's well worth. Um, you know, a watch, um, especially if you're a fan of De Palma or just a fan of, you know, dudes blowing up. <laughs> Using mind bullets, Kyle. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wonder boy. <laughs> Don't get me started. That entire album is such a is banger after banger. And they're love all par- like they're all sort of like parody songs. Yeah, I love it. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Chris, thanks for, for, for recommending this because this is one mm-hmm. that you, you started watching. I was like, oh yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause uh, yep. I, because honestly, this is like one of those movies that I think as a kid, uh, I saw the trailers for it. And it seemed, Ugh, I didn't like that. Like, the, the, <laughs> especially like the, I think that they showed like the, uh, specifically a scene with someone like bleeding, bleeding through their eyes. Oh Yeah. And I was just like, nope. (laughs) As a kid, I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) We'll definitely do it. Yeah. Um, And plus the poster, uh, very artfully done, but also slightly creepy because it's just like uh, like a a big light behind uh, like basically a man and a woman. Uh, Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. 
just like their faces are outlined. You can't see their faces. With very 70s feathered hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, no, uh, one of the things that that really uh, made me chuckle to myself was like, because it it felt so of the time, was did you get a load of uh, Gillian's mom's hairdo? <laughs> yes. That that it looked like she she like the hair was so big. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, uh I think that's about it for me as well. So uh thanks again and everyone out there. Thank you for listening. And uh you know, I could stay silent and see if you can read my mind, but I'll just come out and say it. We'll catch you next time here on Podside. Side.